Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Welcome to Fightful. It's April 28th, 2023. This is your post-Smackdown and kind of AEW Rampage post-show. I'm here for the first time in a long time. Here for a special draft day analysis. Leave a thumbs up on this video. Get your super chats in here at youtube.com slash Fightful. Again, we are here every night. Raw, Smackdown, NXT, Dynamite, Rampage, ROH, Impact, pretty soon Collision. And I don't know if Kate's mentioned this, but once Collision does start happening, whoever reviews that will also be covering AEW Rampage to some degree. So this will start taking place right after SmackDown. We've got Kate here with us, as always. Kate, how you doing? I'm good. I'm so excited you're here. It's a special event. You've earned that part-timer status. I'm very, very glad to, to have you back <laughs> Part, on here. Part-timer status, my <laughs> ass. I'm doing more podcasts than I've ever done before. Uh, guys, get in your Super Chats. Get in your Humper Chats. This will largely be talking about the draft specifically. Like the the moves, the picks, all that stuff. And we will. Uh, we'll, we'll, that'll be sort of the main event of this podcast. Uh, we got... Call me crazy saying hashtag Dom in the bank, hashtag Dom for champ. That ain't happening. Warhammer says, I was hoping SmackDown would draft Will Levis. Our good friend Nikita Krylov fan is the biggest Kentucky football fan that I know. And he is also a big Tennessee Titans fan. So he was very happy about that. Good on him. But yeah, he was, he was pretty stoked. And, uh, I'm stoked about the draft. I love the draft every year, Kate, or every year that it happens. Uh, and if you love the draft, 
Well, we've got a, a lot of draft-related features for you on FightfulSelect.com. We broke the news that AJ Styles would be on SmackDown. We had a bunch of notes earlier today. We had the rundown of SmackDown on Fightful Select. But also, I was working on a, on a draft feature a while back, but it got sidelined because I'm working on one for Nick Comoroto, worked on one for Casey Navarro, and Inside the Rumble. So this weekend on FightfulSelect.com, I'm dropping the quotes that I had from that feature. So that's a, a little bit more for your five bucks. I'll brag more about that later on. But let's get into SmackDown, Kate. What were you expecting out of draft night? Um, I didn't really have that big of expectations going into it. I think it shook out at the top largely the way that I thought it would. I was a little surprised with what happened on the NXT side of things. As someone who is covering that every Tuesday, I, I kind of thought they might have gone in different directions with that. I really liked the use of kind of bringing back legends here. This is a really great use to kind of pop the crowd. That was a really smart thing. Um, I, there is just like this weird, and we're like getting in the weeds on this, but um, there are no like GMs. So it was, it's kind of just Adam Pierce drafting against himself. I guess. I, I like the idea of Rob Van Dam and Teddy Long as GMs. Yes, that, that can be good. Um, but yeah, this this didn't surprise me entirely. A, a couple of things that I, I didn't love. There's a, a little bit of weird logic that happens here. Um, we can kind of go through it as we're going through the picks. But, for example, EO Sky and Bianca Belair are both getting drafted to SmackDown, but fighting for the Raw women's title at Backlash so, is something that's let, good. Again, let, we'll, let's get to that. We'll go ahead and get to that right now because uh, Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, Bianca Belair are the SmackDown first-round picks. I have, I, I want to say it's been hinted at me that there might be some name changes for the titles. There might be some adjustments to that. Um, I hope that's the case because if they do that hand each other the title bullshit, oh, brother, what the hell? I don't know if there's like a great way to book yourself out of what they did tonight, though, in my opinion. I feel like I hate the title swap. I think that's really corny. I also feel like um, if you have Rhea just go to Raw, that's boring. If you have Bianca beat Rhea, I feel like Rhea's gotten the short end of the stick with her title reigns both times. And if you have Bianca come over and lose... Well, now the first thing you're telling us on the blue brand is that she's big loser. So I, mean, I don't know. Only, those aren't the only options. It could be women's WWE title, women's uh, universal title. And that's, that's a wrap. That's it. Like you can just rename the titles. And I think there's a possibility that they do that with the tag titles eventually as well. Like ultimately they make the rules. It's scripted. They can do whatever they want. But I mean, I think just simply changing the names of the titles makes a lot more sense. Cause if they, I, oh, I just know Vince would love to just have Bianca and Rhea in the ring handing each other their titles. Like he thinks, I bet he thinks that's a real good visual. No, it's a stupid ass visual. Is what yeah. it, it's a dumb ass visual. Especially when you tell me six months from now that we should be heating up for brand supremacy and these people just willingly hand titles back and forth to each other. I don't love that. I do like the idea of changing it up. I always felt it was weird that the men's titles and women's titles were operating by different rules and that the men's were unified this past year and the women's were brand specific. Kind of got away with it a little bit and that Roman Reigns still had two titles, even though they were unified here. But 
Um, I would like to see some clarity around that. And I've, I've wanted a women's mid-card title for a while too. So if you're, you're going to do that, that would be a nice introduction here. But naming them different things I think is a good idea because anytime you do a draft, we kind of run into this complication. We saw it the last time they did one right. So um, that would be a refreshing change of pace. And the other thing is it's not an inevitability that Bianca is the one coming over here, right? We, the rules go into effect after or these changes go into effect after backlash. There are women's title matches to be had at that time. So we'll see what shakes out of it, but it's just weird that as of right now, two people that are being drafted to SmackDown are fighting for the raw women's title in a couple of weeks. I don't have a mind. I don't have uh, I don't really mind that yet, but if they give me a reason to mind it, then I'll bury it. Volob says Cody on a different brand from Roman. Not sure where they're going with the Roman Cody story. Is he going to wait uh, or for money in the bank or wait till Mania? I hope he doesn't wait till Mania. Uh, if he wins that title, which uh, is now exclusive to Raw, because uh, Roman Reigns, or by, by that title, I mean the new world heavyweight title, it seems more like a consolation prize. The way that I have outlined it, I would have Seth Rollins beat Cody Rhodes in the finals because Seth Rollins can say, Roman Reigns never beat me, which is what he did on Monday. He did the most towards establishing that title. Then I would have Cody Rhodes win money in the bank, cash in on Roman Reigns at SummerSlam in an announced match. And then you can all, you can say two things. You can say that Cody Rhodes finally completed his story, big stadium show, yada, yada. But you can also say Seth Rollins is that other champion. And oh, by the way, he beat Cody for that title and Roman Reigns never beat him for that title. So it sort of elevates that. Uh, Roman Reigns, the first overall pick by SmackDown. This was sort of a no-brainer. You knew that. And even people were like, well, he's never there. Solo's there. So if you can get two for one there within kayfabe, I mean, obviously, Reigns is the, the top pick. Doesn't matter who it is, what day, he's going to be the first overall pick. Uh, no big deal there. But you also have Bianca Belair on SmackDown. I think that her being on Fox for a while would be really, really great for her. Over on Raw, Cody Rhodes, again, the top star in the company that isn't Roman Reigns. And Becky Lynch, former WrestleMania main eventer. I thought these were the people who should have been the first round picks, Kate. I agree with that. My only nitpick on that is I think Cody was actually number one overall, which feels like... No, he why wasn't. Would... Roman oh, was. Well, okay, then I was wrong, delightfully. <laughs> then that all makes sense. But of course, you're going to have Roman Reigns, the undisputed 900-day uh, champion at this point, taking that one slot. Cody makes sense. The only thing with that to me was kind of, if you don't have Cody win money in the bank, it does feel very much like, is this a finish the story or is this addendum to the story for the World Heavyweight title on Raw now? So hoping that... Um, Cody still kind of gets this redemption arc with them being on separate brands. I think you have to keep them on separate brands for a lot of reasons. TV networks wanting stars on their shows, not even coming into play, but from a story standpoint, it doesn't really work or make sense there. So definitely the right call. Becky Lynch, incredible stronghold in the women's division. One of the most over and continually um, selfless wrestlers in the ring that we, we see man or woman think she can do great work there and they do tend to like to draft couples on the same sides of things especially ones that have babies makes their lives easier so Seth Rollins inevitably going that way too will will make a lot of sense 
Uh, Cal says, I was really hoping WWE would have drafted an NXT star higher than the fourth round. Really happy for the NXT girls, though. We will get to that, but it seems like they had the NXT thing slotted in a certain place. It's also worth noting, this draft will continue Saturday morning on SmackDown Lowdown, which is, is a thing that I didn't know existed still, but it, it's, it will have the remaining picks there as well. Uh, we're going to sort of roll in the Usos promo with the main event, but we had uh, Baird back Jack attack. Damn, that's that's aggressive. Saying with the new world heavyweight title, I was hoping to see it hot potatoed between people for its first year as a change of pace for the world title. Why is Jeremy Lambert here? Why? It's like old time, Sean. Look at this. Me and you. Me and you again doing the SmackDown post show. Remember, remember when we used to do that? Remember the black glove? Look at this shot. Let's put for, for old time's sake, Sean. For old time's sake. Look, reunion. Put it in there. The black, here we go, baby. I've been drafted back. I am not Smackdown after post show. this show down for the entire time that Sean just doesn't show up. I'm not getting booted by the man I replaced, okay? I was drafted over you. You got kicked out of here. How dare you? director of content jeremy here, here we are I'm jeremy's promoting. been here jeremy's been here five years still doesn't have a face light nope never will <laughs> that's part of the gimmick that's part yeah, of the gimmick. Will, we will like... literally expense it jesus oh, christ okay, i didn't know that can i expense lights <laughs> no you already have yours sorry <sighs> Darn. my back grandfather if it makes you feel better sean i'll get a face light yeah I, I would greatly appreciate that that would be nice Okay. Uh, I was hoping okay. this show would go about an hour, uh, but never. I thought Kate are. would leave. She can go do Alex's show. They talk for eight hours. You and I, we remember we were snappy with it, Sean. An hour exactly. We were trying to go to bed. This is before Rampage. It was before Just Rampage. Because yeah. Alex and I go eight hours doesn't mean I necessarily um, want to do that every single time. <laughs> I've I've beaten sour graps in length like ever since WrestleMania. Since WrestleMania night. The Raw review has gone longer than Sour Graps every single week so far. I hope you're proud of that. I'm not at all. <laughs> that means we got to pay Denise more. Uh, but <sighs> I will leave. I wanted to say hi. And again, it's draft night. It's it's a good time. It's a good it time is a for good everybody. Time. I'm yeah. number one pick, according to Alex Lawrence here. I'm excited well, about that. That person lies. I knew, I, Alex, good... I knew an Alex Lawrence uh, near my home who somebody super glued thumbtacks to the underside of his door handle one time. Yikes. <laughs> Just pretty aggressive. Yeah. Was this person not li- well liked? If they're going no, like, to, no, no, absolutely extremes? not. Absolutely not. He was not well liked at all. No, that's no good. Yeah. Was a... That's no good. I love Johnny. a good Jeremy run in. Sean's getting all the scoops on his phone there. Yeah, I'm glad Jeremy's here, so I have someone to host with. Somebody sent me a Reddit comment, and they're like, my problem with Sean is he often looks off the screen and is at his phone. Yeah, I'm the top fucking newsbreaker in wrestling. Occasionally, after a show, people send me messages. Also, I have earbuds in. I can hear people. I also have three monitors to look at, and I produce... Every single show that I'm on. So based on what you just said about Jeremy and based on what you just said on your setup, I can expense two monitors, <laughs> earbuds. 
That's what I'm believing. <laughs> Sean, you don't have to defend yourself to these dorks on Twitter or Reddit. It was always Reddit. It is. <laughs> yes, you do. They love, they love me on Reddit. Every time I post a Danielson headline, they're like, ah, ha, ha, Jeremy using this thumbnail again. This is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I'm big on they're Reddit. Very cute. Call Me Crazy says, hope you all had a good night. Really hope WWE buys CM Punk's contract. So we hear, look in my eyes, a Monday night's draft. LA night to Raw as well, please. Well, that ain't happening. But uh, as we kick Jeremy the hell off of here. Bye, everybody. Bye, Jeremy. Jeremy. LA night and Butch had a slapper. This is a really damn good match. This is really enjoyable. LA Knight picks up the win. Like I just I just enjoyed the hell out of this match, Kate. Yeah, this episode gets so overwrought by the draft stuff as it kind of should that the matches oftentimes feel like an afterthought. This this was a great little match. They had really, really good in-ring chemistry. LA Knight should use that superplex whenever he can as a finisher. That was great. super fun. Butch sold the hell out of it. Underrated in the selling department, but this was a really nice match to have in the middle. Also nice to see LA Knight get some wins here. Let's get some W's for LA Knight. He should certainly be in that mid-card picture. And one of the best things about the draft is it's a reset button. You can build out brand new feuds, matchups you haven't seen before. I think LA Knight is one of those guys that could definitely benefit from that. I think he's super over with the crowd. Let's get him some wins and let's get him on a track where he's telling a consistent story because he is a superstar. He's got it written all over him. Rob Magwood says Kate is right. Michael Cole called Cody number one overall for Raw. Roman Reigns was the first announced pick. SmackDown picked first. Roman Reigns is the first overall pick. That would make Cody the number two pick. There you go. Princess Diana says, Sean Darling, any rumors of Meghan Markle joining WWE? I saw it on Twitter. Very clever. Uh, Louise Marie says, my lady crush, Kate. Man, you're down bad. Uh, <laughs> Brian Lambert says Be I don't like send us more money for that Brian says <laughs> I don't like when Sean punches his monitors awful that's too bad I, I'm too far from the webcam here in this setup I'm not Thunder- Shaza so they're safe Thunder Void says a first ever Humper Chat like to work at Fightful proud subscriber if you like good honest wrestling news and craziness it's worth the fiver FightfulSelect.com dare I say the what we had today was enough for uh five dollars a month i mean today we had the sour graps review we had my uh, q a show on fightful select we had the raw rundown or the smackdown rundown we broke that aj styles would be returning tonight we had a list of notable omissions and inclusions from the draft we had buddy matthews talking about his draft experience news uh, on mania in minnesota and just a ton more on in the select portions update all that today my God. Sometimes I'll see somebody say, people paid $5 for this report? Nobody. They paid $5 for like a hundred of them a month. Hot diggity dog. Most breaking news in all of wrestling. It is by far, by far. FightfulSelect.com We also had uh, Jester Design saying, I never understood champions with brand specific titles being available then I remember it doesn't message or matter in the long run because cont- continuity doesn't exist. It can exist. All you got to do is change the damn name of the title. Like it's, I don't care if they call something the raw women's title. You can call it the WWE women's title or et cetera, et cetera. Like I, I'm okay with that. It doesn't bother me one way or another. 
Two equivalent non-brand specific titles is a very clean and easy way to execute your programming. Yeah, and that way you you sort of eliminate any of those issues moving forward and you don't have to do a dumbass title swap along the way. Correct. Matt Hennessy says, SmackDown definitely won night one of the draft. Well, I like the show. I'm getting annoyed they moved EO and Bianca to SmackDown because now we're getting a Rhea and Bianca title swap. Not so fast, buddy. KE775 says, who do you think is coming to Raw, Ronda or Charlotte? Can't imagine both with the SmackDown women's division already crowded. Well, Ronda is listed with uh, Shayna, so she's still in the tag title division right now. Uh, I think that Charlotte, hmm, I think I think Raw would be a good, good one for her. I think her and Becky picking it back up. Everybody wants that, right? I think... I'm, there is the looming story of Bianca and Charlotte having not faced each other and Bianca having beat every other horsewoman except for Charlotte. So they could rock and roll that way. But I think if you trade off Bianca for Charlotte, that's not a bad call from a division strength wise. And also I'm sure USA wouldn't be upset with that either. <laughs> I agree with that. K775 says raw got their ass kicked tonight. Hope they have a big night Monday because they look bare so far. I would imagine that in the the supplemental picks on Saturday, that it'll even itself out a little bit more on Raw. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about who's available uh, very shortly, but we can talk about who went in the second round now. The SmackDown side drafted the Street Profits and Edge. Boy, that made the Street Profits look really good because we're talking like before Bobby Lashley. We're talking like before Drew McIntyre, before OC. Street Profits looking real good here. Edge drafted to SmackDown. Been a while since we've seen Edge on SmackDown. I like these picks. Uh, you know if Bianca's going to SmackDown, then they're, they're sending the Street Profits. Fortunately, they don't troll people like that and just split up married couples anymore. No, that's a, a good call, and you're right. It makes the Street Profits look good. I think them going this high for a team that's never won a title is something that is is a little bit of foreshadowing about hopefully what's to come for them. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash fightful it's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with better help that's betterhelp.com slash fightful 
Um, they've had Montez in some singles matches, which putting him in a mid-card title picture wouldn't be a bad idea. I don't think you have to split them up to do that. I kind of don't like the token. We split up a tag Tebow no spot that they do a lot in the draft. Glad it wasn't applied to them because I like them as a, a duo and easier it to do. It also doesn't a- make sense to do that. Like no. like when, when they drafted Xavier and Kofi away from Big E, there was no explanation. And that was a Vince-led show. So, I, of course, I expected it to be like that. But all they needed to do was have Xavier and Kofi like leaving Adam Pierce's office or something like that. And it be the story that they went, they sort of went behind Biggie's back to say, draft him separate. We want to see him stand on his own type of thing. But otherwise, it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to not draft the whole team. It just makes your your side look stupid. Particularly in that case, because they were at that time the winningest tag team in WWE history. So that was especially perplexing, but very glad they didn't do that here. And I am intrigued to see what they do. I liked with the New Day that everybody has had their individual moments, even though they're a unit. Harder to do with a tag team, but I feel like Angelo Dawkins is one of the most improved wrestlers over the past 18 months or so. Montez Ford is definitely his own animal, like own superstar entirely. He has everything you need for the making of a a champion mid-card or higher so I'd like to see them in some some singles action, but they also haven't had a, a real tag team title run. So I would like to see that as well. Good call for SmackDown, like them going in the spot. Edge going here, I'll say feels a little high, but I'm excited from the programming standpoint of let's move on from what he's been mired in oh, yeah. the past two years. So yeah. that'll hopefully Please get Judgment Day. Please get Judgment Day on Raw, for the love of God. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Raw, Imperium is drafted. Again, this makes them look great. Matt Riddle announced by Rob Van Dam, which is incredibly appropriate. Uh, I would have I would have loved it if Riddle came on the stage and acknowledged RVD and like RVD just handed something off to Riddle. We all knew. And we all knew. Yeah. So, I mean, these... It's rolling papers that's... <laughs> That's a Matt Riddle no matter what. Like a very fucking <laughs> Matt. I wish. <laughs> I wish. I love Walter uh, Gunther heading over to Raw. I love that. This adds tag team depth for them as well. Uh, I like these picks. And again, we'll see more about like what picks will mean what once Monday rolls around. But I'm liking these so far. And uh, we followed up these draft selections. By the way... Uh, <laughs> Uh, our friend Louise Marie says, no more Samantha Irvin announcing Imperium. My heart is shattered. Well, that, that's actually one of the things I look forward to about Raw and SmackDown drafting is we get to hear s- sort of new ways that people get announced as well. I love that. She also sent one in that says, um, let me see, what was it? Asking you shall receive, my queen. She gave more money. <laughs> How sweet of her. We're, we're engaged now. That's it. You keep going. Yes. The commitment gets realer. But uh, that is kind of fun to get to see different commentary, different um, ring announcers, and how they handle new talent. And I think also having Imperium go over, especially with Gunther, like there's an inevitable story with Cody and Gunther, right? We saw it set up at Royal Rumble. That's the title that his dad is known for, even if it's not the one he's going to finish the story with. So there's some really, really fun work to be done there. And I think it's really good to have a stronghold like them on Raw. I do feel overall 
for like night one of draft availability, it is kind of weird that all of your champions aren't available. I think it kind of actually makes Austin Theory look not great that he wasn't eligible to get drafted because it does feel like he's left out in a sense here. Um, so I, I understand why they do it, but it does feel kind of odd that your IC title holder was available and that your US title holder was not. SAS says, completely unrelated, can you see UFC and WWE holding PLE and pay-per-view on the same weekend in the same location like what happened in Vegas? Yes, I can. I can see them doing big shows like that, but here's the issue. Uh, WWE and Nick Khan really love running Saturdays now, and I think that will continue. Um, so I, maybe, maybe we'll see some of that. Maybe we'll see some of that. Shot Kid says, if Seth goes to SmackDown, Cody Rhodes' new official title would be Consolation Cody. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Orion Ben says, for once, props to WWE for that Braun Ricochet skit. Well, they lost to the Street Profits, who got their introductory match. Also competed against the LWO. But first off, it's good to see that Braun is okay. There was word he was dealing with a concussion. He's all right, as it turns out. He just throws his partner around for fun, and it's not a big deal. But this was a batshit crazy match. And as it turns <laughs> out, Braun Strowman fits really, really well in batshit crazy matches because he is a phenomenal base. He can throw people, and he doesn't really need to slow down for anybody. I think that Braun fits in really, really well here. I do miss the golden days of Braun being this unstoppable force but i think he's fitting in well in the tag division and it made sense to me that street profits get get a win on their new brand yeah i've never been the the biggest braun Strowman gal but i do feel like him being in a tag team and in matches like this is where he fits best in a lot of ways um there's so much going on here i feel like baron corbin is someone who succeeds in this context too when there's yeah. fast-paced high flyers just being that presence in the matches is, is something that kind of highlights their strengths and can hide some of the weaknesses a little bit that I see with Braun. So I, I didn't have a problem with this. I don't like LWO losing though. They're kind of in the same vein. Always. As, yeah, it's kind of like LA Knight was until tonight. However, it's draft night. So we're probably setting the reset button pretty soon in, in general across the board here. So it's not the most detrimental loss because I feel like everything is getting kind of wiped away, but they're so over. They're another one. I'm like, I want you to strike with what you've got. I want you to capitalize on how much the crowd is in love with them. Santos Escobar, man, just um, as someone that does a show called Sour Graps on Tuesdays and watched him at NXT, he was always a standout bright spot there. Love seeing him get the love he does on the, the main roster. I saw him mostly as a heel in NXT, so I didn't know how this face turn was going to go. He's really, really likable, and that helps out here. Love LWO. Hope to see them get some wins soon, but Street Profits, you just announced that they're going to be here. They should get the win and did. It makes sense. Tin Ruza says, will Trinity work with multiple companies or just do a full per-date deal with Impact? Also, will Washington please don't go? Mercedes for strong champ. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about Trinity yet. I'll work to find out this weekend. Uh, will Washington will have his last fightful broadcast for now, Saturday on Grapsity. Um, I'm hoping personally that uh, Reg and, and Phil stay aboard. They know that they have an open invite to do whatever they want, and uh, we would be glad to have a home for them. But uh, Will Washington will do some some great stuff in or out of wrestling. 
We've got uh, Zelina beating Sonia Deville. This is good. Zelina needed to pick up some wins. It makes a lot of sense why she's she's in the spots that she's in for for the Puerto Rico match. I loved the pin on Sonia Deville. I love a good pin with weight on the legs, shoulders, getting that pin. And when you're the size of Zelina, you really need to do that. And I thought she did that really, really great. There was uh, the good and the bad of the spot with Rhea. Rhea was going to set up the riptide and Zelina kind of gave her the arm. And I, I that's always like, like an issue for me where you, you see it a lot with the pedigree. Somebody would throw their arm back there instead of making Triple H hook it. Hated that. But the DDT was phenomenal. Rhea took it incredibly. And backstage, you have Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar giving her a pep talk. Listen, that's that's just what you... I, do I find them cheesy? Yes. But there are lots of kids watching that are watching that. They're able to identify with Zelina. They're able to identify with, with Rey Mysterio. So I thought all of this was a very effective thing. Zelina gets the win. Zelina beats up the champion. Zelina gets a pep talk from a Hall of Famer. I thought this was a get Zelina over more night, and I thought they did it pretty well. I do. There's part of me that feels like it's a little bit too little too late because it is Zelina's first singles win, I think, since 2021. So that's not great. Glad that she did get a win here, though. Important to get those victories going into it. Minor complaint. Um, I do feel like maybe there was a better opponent they could have picked here. I don't love that. I love seeing Sonya Deville, and there was a long time I was rooting for her to be on my screen, and she wasn't. Um, but having a tag team that just challenged for the titles come out and lose to Zelina when they have a two-on-one advantage just kind of makes them look a little bit weaker. They're a very silly tag team, so it's not as detrimental in my mind, but I'm kind of like, oh, that kind of undercuts the contendership and the women's tag division is a little bit weak already, so we don't need to put extra effort into making it not look great. I agree with you on the finish here, but it was really nice to see this spot, in my opinion, with Zelina because she's been valeting and managing so much. We haven't seen a ton of what she can do in the ring, so... Well, I also don't love the voluntary here's my arm movement. It was really nice to see the DDT. I think Rhea is such a badass in the ring. We sometimes forget how good she is at selling stuff like this. And this was a really, really, really great um, showcase of that. And did at least give you a little bit of an appetizer for what's coming up in Puerto Rico. Backstage segment, cheesy. Yes, it's wrestling. So I'll take it. (laughs) When, When Rhea sells, it goes so much further, too. Uh, Flame Inc. says, do you think Tony Khan will also do a draft to counter, w- counter WWE's own to one-up WWE? Seems like Tony's being rather petty these days, countering WWE and failing. I can confirm that not only is Tony doing a draft, he's doing one three straight days. Last night, tonight, and tomorrow, he's in the draft room <laughs> helping make picks. How about that one for an exclusive? Uh, no, I don't think that they're going to have a draft. I think they'll just sort of have it like a soft roster split type of thing but i would love give it to me give me all the damn drafts i love this shit it's one of my favorite things by far matt james sent us a very generous super chat and said as noted in the fightful select post there were still some talent not informed as to where they'd end up how much of triple a or hbk's reaction was legit when announcing he'd lost both the women's champ and the tag champs he knew ahead of time i mean he has he has to strip them 
Uh, they've got the cards there that they read. They had to set up the NXT segment. They had to book the NXT tag title match for next week. Uh, I was told that he was aware of that. Call Me Crazy says, Women's and Divas titles back. Also excited to see OC back. Want to see them used. Theory to SmackDown, right? Uh, women and Divas titles? Uh, Divas titles, no. But Austin Theory, that remains to be seen. Don't know about that. But what I do know, Kate, is that uh, the OC are headed to SmackDown. Round three, SmackDown selected Bobby Lashley, former world champion. And round three, if we're talking like kayfabe perspective, if in round three you get AJ Styles, a tag team in Gallows and Anderson, and Michin, that's fantastic. And that's what they got. So I thought this was a, well, I thought it was a much better round for SmackDown than Raw because Raw got Drew McIntyre, great pick, and The Miz. Yeah, that was a weird one, eh? <laughs> I feel like Miz's character, if he didn't get drafted at all and was like the last pick, would have been so good. Now, I I also get that he is fresh off of an absolute slapper with Seth Rollins, and you know maybe that, that's by design, but I looked at this and I was like, damn, even though Raw got Drew, which, you know, good to see him going back there again. WrestleMania main eventer. Drew McIntyre, although he's got that expiring contract coming up. I think uh, SmackDown took this one in a wash. I agree with you on that. Also, uh, the OC beat up uh, Viking Raiders. And AJ hit one of the better phenomenal forearms I've seen him do in years, Kate. Agreed. Very nice just to see them back. I feel like for a while, AJ Styles who's phenomenal pun pseudo intended said it didn't intend it now i intend it uh he is phenomenal i feel like there was a lot of time spent over the past couple years where he just kind of looked like an average guy one of the blessed unrest things about wrestling i feel like is you get so much momentum when you're coming back from an injury because you just have this clean slate everybody's excited to see you i hope that's the case with aj styles here let's get him into some really meaningful programs He's incredible. The Miz going this high was a weird one because, yes, he had a great match with Seth Rollins, but you know what that came hot off of? A loss to Snoop Dogg and two losses in a row at WrestleMania in, like, three minutes. Snoop Dogg punched him in the face because he's a pro and called in the ring when Shane McMahon blows his quads out. So, um, very kind of suspicious, but it was nice to see him have a really good match on Monday. I could say that much feels like a weird use and to your point from a character perspective he was what am i not doing on wrestlemania what am i not doing at the top of the card what am i yeah. not doing getting drafted is such a, a great easy layup this was a little bit of a weird one very happy for drew mcintyre he should be in the conversation for that um initial if not title win with the world heavyweight championship certainly a title defense Good Brothers, Viking Raiders next week. I'm cool with that. Round four of the WWE draft saw damage control, which, again, shocking that they didn't get picked before The Miz in any situation. And Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, heading to SmackDown. I am just over the moon about Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Uh, I think that they are great additions. Put them with Piper Niven immediately um damage control 
you got five women in that that round. Raw has two women so far. Indy Hartwell, who got drafted, current NXT Women's Champion, and Becky Lynch. First off, Indy, great. In the ring, there's you know plenty to be desired there. But if they're not going to do anything with Candice LeRae, and Mishin is headed over to SmackDown, by all means, please team Indy and Candice again to add some depth to that women's tag team division. For the love of God. Also, Nakamura headed to Raw. He gets attacked backstage by Karrion and Cross. Uh, Alba Fire, Isla Dawn set up there, probably dropping the titles match with Casey and Caden. A lot went on here. Damage control, the big names off the board. We finally get NXT names. We set up an NXT tag title match. We possibly get Indy teaming with Candice. Nakamura gets attacked by Karrion Cross. This was this was a happening fourth round. This was an exciting round, I thought. Uh, yes, there was a lot of good that happened here, but also some confusion on the NXT side. If you do follow the NXT product, you'll probably know that getting your NXT women's tag titles holders drafted isn't great because if they drop them to Caden and Katana, there are zero teams now for them to feud against. They split up Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. They split up Fallon Henley and Kiana James. Cora Jade and Roxanne were something that were long gone. So very excited for them to move up to the, the main roster here, especially for Kaylee Ray. I feel like she is overdue for this call-up in a sense. Um, wouldn't mind them with Piper Niven at all. That could be a really fun faction. Wouldn't hate it if they found their way to Becky Lynch either after Becky is kind of done with the the legend story that she's in. That could be a super fun way to go, but I guess she's on Raw. So um, there's a, a lot of good that can happen. They're a really good tag team. I'm intrigued to see what happens gimmick-wise with them because they've been in spooky world. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. This is just not a great sign for the NXT women's division unless they plan on doing like a, a hard reset of some sort. Um, Indy Harwell getting called up is is great too. I think she is injured. They haven't said the extent of the injury. She was wearing a boot. It was a really nasty spot that she took on Tuesday, and also just Rolled a little that bit ankle of real bad. Yeah, it looked it looked really nasty. I'm I'm glad that she was able to to come out and and go for the cover and ultimately retain her title. Um, but also now you're drafting the women's champions. What does that mean? This was already kind of a weird storyline and a weird uh, championship reign for Indy Hartwell. So just going to be odd for the way that they have to finish it. I'm guessing she might have to relinquish, but good for Indy. Definitely put her back with Candice LeRae, get her back in the way, get her back with Dexter Loomis. Loved what she was doing with that. She's been really versatile on the heel and the face side too. So she's she's ready if they... Um, I, it was so weird. For months, I've been saying, like, if you're not going to call Indy Hartwell up, give her the title. If you're not going to give her the title, call Indy Hartwell up. And now they've, in like a matter of three weeks, called her up and given her the title. So uh, an embarrassment of riches all at once. But I'm intrigued to see what comes out of it. I just hope that she's okay injury-wise, of course. Flame Inc. says, should Raw draft Gargano, Theory, Candice, and Dexter Loomis? Indy Loomis are still married in kayfabe. Maybe bring back Index. Do it, you cowards. Yes, I think they should. I think the, the most entertaining outside the ring that Johnny has been has been with The Way. 
And I think that that's the type that I think that's the vision of Johnny Gargano that Triple H seems to have. He seems to want that quirky Johnny Gargano uh, aspect of things. We're I don't think Theory needs to be back in that, though. I feel like him being separate in the way that he's. No, I, th- I, th- I don't think he should be in it, but I think he yeah. should feud surrounding it. Like, oh, I sure. Think, yeah. That, yeah, that makes sense. I'll take it. To kick off the show, we had the Usos come out. Uh, they bring up a variety of ways they've tried to reach out to Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Smoke signal, phone, text. That Them just saying no after everything will get over if they keep doing it. Like, I think... Yes. Because the crowd was already getting into it, they were they were already chanting that along with there with with that. So I give it a week or two before WWE already has something piped in, where the crowd goes, "No, no, no." Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens come out and they're like, "Hey, we don't really give a damn about what you're saying. What's going on? We're just going to beat you tonight, and then we're going to move on with our lives." Uh, I thought this was an effective opening segment backstage. We see the Usos being told by Paul Heyman that they're either either getting drafted to like immortality or irrelevance. I thought this added some gravity to the situation, but it showed that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn they're, they're done trying to talk sense into the Usos, and the Usos, uh, you know, th- they didn't seem to be taking this as seriously as they should have until Paul Heyman was like, "You better." Yeah, this was fine. <laughs> I don't feel like the irrelevance or immortality line, like it didn't feel like it held that much emotional weight for me. I do love Sammy and KO being ready to move on, partly because I am as a fan too. I, I want to yes. see them as a tag team defending against the Street Profits or the Viking Raiders or uh, Imperium. I think there's a lot of work that they could be doing outside of the story that's kind of, for me, overstated its welcome a little bit. I get that the next pay-per-view is called Backlash. It makes sense that, that a retaliation aspect is involved here, but um, this was perfectly fine. The match itself, you know, it, it had plenty of action. I, I'm just, I'm so over the overbooked aspect of this i don't need interference every damn time and during this match we got solo coming out and then riddle attacking from from a kayfabe perspective like an authority figure should have figured this out by now and been like no it's not gonna happen that's not gonna happen anymore so that was a little exhausting to me and i was like yeah this this was fun the crowd loved it but i'm personally just over that happening all the time yeah i'm a little bit over it too and especially and it's no fault of of the uh, announcers but like oh my gosh can you believe that solo sokoa came oh can you believe that matt riddle is also here it's like well yeah of course i can uh because that's the the way it's been going and how it continues to go solo is always interfering Matt Riddle is there to even the odds. I also just feel like a lot of the tag team picture has been kind of skewed of before Sammy and KO won, they were working with Cody. And then after they won, they're working with Matt Riddle. Like it seems to be more about putting over the single star that they're attached to rather than the tag team championships themselves. And I want to see that. I think we're going to get there because I think the storyline is going to clear out and we're going to finally get to see the title run that we want um but i yeah it it makes for an unexciting main event i do feel like it was 
I'm very glad they retained it. I think there was a seed of doubt there, right? Just from the inevitability that Night of Champions is taking place in Saudi Arabia. They could have hot potatoed it back. Um, I'm glad I mean, that they, they, they don't have to be on that show, though. Like everybody's like, oh, well, they have to drop it because. And I'm like, why are the tag titles got to be on the Saudi show? I don't think that they have to. I think just because it's Night of Champions, it's like the whole the whole concept of all the titles get defended at Night of Champions. But I'm glad that they didn't do it. It wasn't something that I felt like was a probability, but I do appreciate when there's a seed of doubt and I consider it a possibility that the Usos might go over. It does serve the bigger story that they lost here, obviously, because as we know, we're in the bottom of the third inning with the Bloodline storyline, and I'm ready to move to the top of the fourth, fifth, sixth update. <laughs> Let's get moving. Matt Hennessy says, solid night of the draft. Fun two hours. Glad Sammy and KO retained. Love the detail of Sammy winning the titles by pinning Jay and retaining by pinning Jimmy. That's a that's an interesting uh, thing to note there. And it was enjoyable. I was just like, ugh, interference again. Yeah. Flame, Flame Inc. says, any word on the tag titles? Will they float? I think they, they've got some sort of plan with that, but I would expect them to end up getting split as well. SAS says, could you see Rhea also being drafted to SmackDown, have money in the bank to take one of the titles back to Raw? I think they're much more likely to just rename the titles than, than to do anything like that. Nicholas Olson, so. Nicholas Olson says, do you think the updated names of the title would come with new physical championships? I hope, but I doubt it. Like, I have one red and one belts. blue. Yeah, I just don't like those belts. I think they're ugly as hell. The ones with the W on them. When Snoop Dogg has a better looking belt than you guys. Correct. Yeah, when like the Super Bowl champion gets a nicer looking one. (laughs) That's not great. But I think I would hope that they would reintroduce the belts because the colors of the brands are on them. Like if you're going to get rid of the brand aspect of them, get that all the way the heck out of here. Ashton says who are some NXT guys you see getting called up on Raw I mean Cameron Grimes has been one that's been talked about for a very long time when he worked Smackdown I asked about his status and a person in WWE said well we don't run we don't have NXT talent on the Smackdown dark matches so he's pretty much up Uh, otherwise I'm just like what the hell Uh, 1LT Photos is pretty deadly showing up via swimming to Puerto Rico and K775 says, I think King Pretty Deadly will be drafted tomorrow or Monday, considering they were written off on Tuesday. Fingers crossed, Roxanne gets drafted. She's ready. I think Pretty Deadly are absolutely getting called up. Uh, Roxanne is ready. I, I don't think Roxanne will ever be more ready, even though she's so young. But I definitely see them. I honestly thought Casey and Caden would have been called up. I thought I thought they'd be called up like two years ago. Just because yeah. they seemed like the Dana Brooke type of pick where they're like, hell, let's bring them up. Uh, any that you're thinking of? Uh, there's a there's a few that are interesting possibilities. I think you call up either Roxanne or Tiffany Stratton. I think Roxanne's probably the the better choice to call up there. You could call up Braun Breaker. He's had a heel turn. He's title free. You could move him on up if you wanted to. Cameron Grimes, certainly. Um it's a it's a very odd thing where right now, like I, Wesley is someone I could see getting called up, but he has a title. So 
there's a few there. Pretty Deadly, I think, is the most inevitable. They were sent off impact style. They were told to sleep with the fishes. So assuming that they are on their way up as well. Um, it, it's it's an odd thing because anyone they would call up has also been sniffing around for titles. They really like Grayson Waller. Mello sure. has a title on him. Um, but, but Braun, I could see moving up if they feel like this heel persona has clicked for him. Shytown Spurs says Nikki and Piper join the coven and become the Scottish bloodline, please. And thank you. Isla Dawn and Alba Fire told me they wanted that. They said that they wanted that. They said, put Nikki, Nikki uh, in there with, with Piper and them, and they would love to make that happen. I think that would be great. Why, why the hell not? Sure. RH says, I hope WWE starts actually building the women's tag division with Isla and Kaylee Ray drafted. Call up Caden and Casey. Start booking it solidly. I mean, Caden and Casey are about to take that torch, it looks like. But uh, book Indy and Candice together. I mean, you, if you have three or four women's teams per brand, that's good because the titles can float. Use Make this a, a hard brand split and use it as an excuse to make it special that these people have these titles. Because they also- get the benefit of being on both brands a few people that are are floating around that I think you could probably pretty easily put into a tag team. If you're actually trying to put an honest sure. effort behind the division, Zoe Stark is certainly one of them. Um, Luis is saying, I want them loaves. That's what we used to call Julius, <laughs> Julius and uh, Brutus Creed. That's an interesting one. Cause I think the creeds are ready. Um, my concern is Julius just outpacing Brutus in a way that he's kind of undeniably a single star. Um, he could be that next guy, but I, th- I think there's a lot of interesting possibilities. I just don't know if they're actually going to call up the people that I necessarily think are ready, but a couple of people in that conversation for sure. Jonathan Corona says it would be cool if WWE made an intercontinental title for the women would be fantastic. Just saying, I don't disagree with that, but I don't think that that's necessarily in their plans, but I'll tell you what's in my plans. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Kate, look how happy you are. I haven't I gotten Savannah White in so long. I know why you're happy. You're happy because you don't have to pay full price for pay-per-views because you got NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You don't have to worry about WWE possibly moving back to a pay-per-view format because you've got NordVPN.com slash Fightful. And if you got it within the last 30 days, you have a 30-day money-back guarantee. You get a great deal on this anyway. The fastest VPN in the world. You're going to end up saving money. If you're if you're a person who buys a lot of pay-per-views like me or Kate, let me tell you, Kate buys some raunchy pay-per-views. You're saving money with the first one that you buy because you get those international prices when you use NordVPN.com. Anyway, uh, I use them to watch TV shows uh, because... A lot of times when you're on the East Coast, you have to wait until 3 a.m. Eastern, which is midnight Pacific, to watch these shows. I'm watching them on UK time. So I'm here 7 p.m. Eastern watching stuff on NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Have that online threat protection. I travel a lot. It's been L.A., Cincy, Indianapolis. I was supposed to go to Toronto. I'm heading to London, heading to Winston-Salem later this year. When you're on that public Wi-Fi, you're in the airport, you're at the hotel, you want to make sure that your data is safe. You want to make sure that you're protected. And NordVPN.com slash Fightful does that. It has a ton of fantastic features that you guys are going to love. 
You can get uh, several free months. You can detect malware during downloads, block trackers and intrusive ads, stay safe online with the leading VPN service, nordvpn.com slash Fightful. Like I said, their newest feature protects you from ads, trackers, and malware. You need that. You'll want to stay safe. You'll want to browse safely and securely. Check it out, nordvpn.com slash Fightful. You can still get in your Super Chats and Humper Chats like Flame Inc. He says, Cena wins World Heavyweight Championship for 17. Title versus retirement for Cena. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind seeing Cena win the world title and break Flair's record because to hell with it. And Flair will just say he's won it 21 times anyway. But, man, that was an uninspired Cena performance that we saw at Mania. So... Nope, he brought all the Make-A-Wish kids down and then lost and didn't care. When your sleeve was like that, I was like, did Sean join the Blackpool Combat Club? <laughs> what happened? No. It was just rolled up. But yeah, I think Cena breaking the record feels right for a lot of reasons. I, I think that would be a really, really good call. Um, but we'll see what happens. Ricardo says, as I see it, Cody has to win Money in the Bank to get it, Roman. That's how I see it as well. Call Me Crazy says, would you break up Judgment Day? Nope, I would keep them together. Uh, I would keep them all together, honestly. I think that they're very, I think they're, I know you would, because you hate everything. I don't right? hate everything. I've been very nice tonight. Because I'm like here. Because I'm here. Uh, Rampage, Mox versus Omega, Steel Cage match, May 10th on Dynamite. That's a nice note. Bullet Club Gold defeats Ricky Starks and Sean Spears. I'm glad to see Sean Spears back. He's probably the right person to take the pin here because it wasn't going to be Jay White or Juice Robinson. I love Jay White and Juice as a team. Love the finish as well. The counter out of Spears' finish into the Blade Runner. Starks is kind of floating there right now, and I really think that they should do something special with him. He's a special talent. And if you don't do something special with him, you might lose him to somewhere else along the way. Bullet Club Gold gets the win. I was happy with this cake. This was great. I don't love the name Bullet Club Gold. It sounds like an American Express card to me, but I love the team. Very happy to see. Would you be Jay happier White. if they were uh, Bullet Club Chase Sapphire? I would, or Bullet Club Platinum, even because I just you, want I mean, triple you points would get for the benefit. Of, you would get the benefits if they were Chase Sapphire. That is true. That I'm, is I'm true. also a holder of that card. Are you? Congratulations! Yeah, I, I just paid mine off. Thanks, Sean. I pay mine why. off. Pay mine off every month. I just use it for the points. Oh, good for you. Good for you. But good for me too, because now my credit card balance is zero. But uh, I. I, I liked what we, we saw here. It felt like they had Jay White debut and then not do a whole hell of a lot. So nice to see. I don't see. think they expected to get him. I don't think they thought they were going to get him. That's like fun and kind of wild. But yeah. I do feel like this is a higher profile feud than a rescheduled Rampage. This should be on Dynamite. You got Ricky Starks. You got your new hot signee coming in. But I do agree with you. Sean Spears is the guy to take the pin. I love Sean Spears. I know Jeremy yeah. was joking about the glove earlier, but that was like my favorite Sean Spears era ever. I loved it. Um, this was this was great. This is exactly how you expected a uh, Rampage episode to to open. A really fun match here to get us started. We see some promos, some backstage stuff. Hook and the Hardys. Uh, FightfulSelect.com reported today that 
the compound match filmed this week, filmed on Thursday. You got Sammy and Ty Conti. You got the Outcasts as well. Pretty simple stuff. Very Sunday night heatish level promos and things like this to just sort of progress and keep people on TV. Harmless stuff that I'm not going to spend a bunch of time covering. Well, fine. Yeah, it was good. Dust, there, there's nothing to write home about. <laughs> Dust, I mean, it's Rampage. There's never much to write home about. Yeah, unfortunately. Dustin Rhodes, who I hope never retires, and Keith Lee, who looks like he retired about 12 years ago, <laughs> uh, defeated Charles James and Brady Pierce. This is good. I mean, I love Dustin Rhodes. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, and I just like Keith Lee. I love the reasoning he gave Grapsity a while back. He's like, I just stopped coloring my hair because, you know, there were places that I, I went where I couldn't just stop coloring my hair. And I thought, well, if I, this is how I look, let me just look like this. And a lot of people took that that without like reading the story and said, oh, that's that's why he's a big dude. No, he's talking about his hair. He's talking about the color of his damn hair. He wants to show people that they can still compete at a good level and look exactly how you know how he looks naturally with gray hair. I love that. Uh, the mogul embassy affiliates come down and sort of tease. I just feel like this was an excuse to get them on TV looking how they looked with their crazy ass clothes. <laughs> but I'm okay with that. I love Swerve. I love Prince Nana. But this was a, a win for Dustin and Keith Lee. Again, very Sunday night heatish stuff. Uh, been a while since I've watched Rampage Night of. So yeah. has it, Sean? Has it? Has, it? it Honestly, has for me too. They moved it to Saturdays. They've been moving it all around. So uh, I this was fine. I'm not as into the Keith Lee just for men look as you are. I kind of like to look a little bit better, but uh, I this was fine. My only thing with this is like. I understand the concept of the merger with the mogul affiliates here, right? But at the same time, we need some clarity, Sean. We need some clarity about who's in ROH and what divisions and who's in AEW and what divisions. Good luck. I, uh, I would like to see some clarity. I'm thinking we'll probably get more of that closer to when we have Collision debuting, right? Probably. I think so. What do you have against your monitors? <laughs> I didn't hit the monitor. I hit a webcam. Anna J defeats Ashley D'Ambois. FightfulSelect.com reported this week after a couple months ago, we, we mentioned that she had a contract offer uh, that has been signed. Uh, after this. Yeah, she, she's great. She looks like a million bucks. I actually talked to Cody Rhodes about her uh, in the past couple of months. He was very high on, on how she was. For worked at the perform or the Nightmare Factory uh, for a while too. Was getting a lot of TV opportunities with not a lot of experience, but she is a very very quick learner. Uh, Julia Hart attacks Anna J, and they have their brawl outside. Completely fine with a rampage feud with these two. Sure, no no problem with that at all. It gives them something to do as well. Julia needs to get more reps as well because. It's easy to forget how inexperienced she is because she's been on TV with AEW for, for quite a while. Yes, yeah, she is a young talent. I think we've seen this be the case a lot, especially in the women's division, that reps are important. Like reps keep you from getting rusty. And I feel like this is a perfectly suitable rampage feud, like you said. 
we haven't seen a lot from the rest of House of Black, who are Trio's titles champions. So that is something that needs to get in gear with a story. But very nice to see this from Julia Hart. I feel like she has played both sides of what she was given perfectly in AEW. When she was with the Varsity Blonde, she was like the picture-perfect, goody-two-shoes, cheerleader kind of role. And this heel turn has been such a welcome change for her. She's killing it in this role. Still, you know, some things to work out in the ring. But as you mentioned, she's she's very new to this. She's been doing this for yeah. not that long. So nice to see it. Always nice to see it in a giant action, too. Reminder, guys, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. We are heading down the home stretch. We got acclaimed and daddy ass defeating uh, three jobberuskis. I'm okay with acclaimed and, and daddy ass sort of establishing themselves in the trios ranks because they are incredibly over as a trios. You can protect Billy Gunn in those situations where. I mean, even when he was a tag team wrestler, I think Jim Ross and Bruce Pritchard have mentioned this guy had asthma. Like it was tough for him to do a lot of singles competitions and go extended periods. Now he's like 60. So my God, uh, I think this is completely fine. Of course, they're getting the win here. No. <laughs> you don't yeah. like anything. You have been hanging out with Alex way too much. I you I, hate everything. I do not hate everything. You hate everything. I don't everything. love 60-year-olds being paired with the hottest tag team in the world. Whoa, how? I mean, this is objectively what got them over more than anything they've ever done. Okay, so then you evolve from that. I don't think you have to put Billy They're Gunn still in over. the ring more. People are still bringing signs and buying. They're top merch sellers. As a result cool. of this. Great. The, do I have to like it just because they're super over? No, but I, I mean, don't. I don't that need you to don't... see. Look, I get that people have a nostalgic attachment to Billy Gunn and to Jeff Darrett. I don't. And I don't need to see them. In it's the not a nostalgic connection at this point. If they're over right now with something that he helps do. I, does he have to do it as a competitor? Like, I don't understand. It's the same. I have this complaint in, across all of wrestling where I just don't need people who are like 55 and up in, in the ring for me. If he wants to have some matches with them as a tag team or in a managerial role, he got over in a managerial role. I don't need to see an honest trios effort involving Billy Gunn. That's not enticing television to me. I don't have a problem if I see two minutes of Billy Gunn in the ring and he looks good. If, as long as he looks good and he does his job, I don't care. Now, if we get to a situation where it's like one of the, the Vianos, like on Triple Mania a few years ago, where it's like the worst thing ever, then I'd be like, yeah, I don't want to see it. I, I don't want to see Jeff Jarrett anywhere near as much as I see him. By far, like nowhere near that amount but like if i see a few minutes of billy gun he does the scissor and gets the hell on and then they do something else that keeps him over i got no problem i don't care about how old they are that yes if they're gonna be like an i guess i'm i'm nervous because we see so much jeff jared that it's gonna be the same thing where it's like next thing you know they're challenging for the trios titles i don't want that like i don't, I don't have a problem with billy gum being in there but i just don't need like more 60 year olds taking up this much time on my television. It's not for me. I don't mind them challenging for the trios titles at all. I hope they do. 
and Good I hope for that, you. I hope Malachi Black does a wheel kick and knocks uh, Billy Gunn out. I think On that would be man? good heat. I think that would be good heat. Uh, we're getting Soraya and Willow for Dynamite. That's a good match for Soraya as well. Trio's match uh, on Dynamite. We get Starks versus Juice. The Elite speak. Uh, Nicholas Olsen says, with all the luchadors in AEW, now could you see something in Lucy's or Lucy's Libre? I, I don't know what the hell that is. Like a Lucy's Libre Championship. I think you meant a Lucha Libre Championship. I think it was a, a Lucy I, Libre. The Lucy sounds adorable. It does <laughs> like a women's lucha libre championship. Lucy's like libre. A, and like clearly a little kid. Like Lucy Libre. I don't think we're gonna see a lucha libre championship. I do not think that uh, we will see a cruiserweight championship because I mean that such a huge part of the roster is already cruiserweight. So I mean, there's really no point. I don't think we'll see that. Asian Joe says Kate doesn't like old wrestlers, doesn't like Keith Lee's gray hair. Who knew Kate was so ageist? Well, I did. Birthdays around the corner. So I think maybe I'm just, I'm having a reaction to the fact that I'm getting older. Well, Kate, you know what? I don't like to see 44 year old women on my, uh, on my podcast. Just, just for me. 44. Jeez. Well, you're 45. I'm 53. Jay Lethal defeated Cash Wheeler. I thought the body of the match was fine, but oh boy, did I hate the finish. Yeah, it was bad. Oh, I hated the finish. It's one of my least favorite finishes I've seen in a long, long time. Cash Wheeler has Lethal pinned and just gets up and looks at Sanjay Dutt, who has gotten in the ring. What? And I cash outright said he was excited for this match and I couldn't enjoy it at all. After that finish after like, just let the ref count the three, like wait until I just, Oh my God. It didn't make any sense to me, Kate at all. It didn't make any sense to you because it made no sense. It doesn't make sense why a wrestler would voluntarily abandon the purpose of having a wrestling match because we're not even talking. I mean, God bless Sanjay Dutt. Not the most intimidating guy in the whole wide world here, right? So I just think, um, yeah, it, it there's endings and finishes to matches where I'm like, I don't love it, but it works. And then there's finishes that are so bad it negates all the work that you did to get to that finish. So there's times where I'm like, I don't really love that guy tapping out, but he should have been the guy to lose in that situation still. This was a situation where the finish negated everything that they had built up to that. It's not great. Um, distractingly bad uh, and kind of perplexing as to how you even came up with something like that. That was a very, very weird choice and feels very... Um, I thought it made Cash look really bad. Yeah, and, and Cash Wheeler, too. Like, if you're going to do this goofy of a finish, it shouldn't be with legitimately half of the best tag team probably in the world, arguably. So at, the, at this point, Jarrett and lethal and company have pissed off so many people. Like you, you gotta have somebody to have your back. Sure. For the love of God. Hated that finish. Flame Inc says, what do you think would be the downfall of AEW stars wanting to leave backstage fights, random booking? What is going to be their downfall? They won't be backstage fights. Cause that objectively generates interest. 
Uh, I think it'd be a lot of, it wouldn't be stars wanting to leave. It would be stars leaving and um, them making less sense of their show, which I don't think is going to be much of a problem moving forward. But uh, I think they do need to re-sign the big four that are renegotiating right now. Omega, Bucks, Hangman. I think they got to get them signed, Kate. Yeah, I don't know if there's ever any one thing that causes a downfall of a of a wrestling company. Like there might be key moments that you could point to. I think there's a lot of people that might look at the current situation with CM Punk and point to that as a potential crossroads. Uh, sure. There's a lot of people making uneducated conclusions about that as well. So who knows? But at the same time, I, I don't think it's any one thing. And I think one thing that AEW has been very good at in their earlier time is that they have several stars and they have several young stars that are on the up and up. So if you do lose a guy like Cody Rhodes, like they did, it's not detrimental to the company. They have people that are willing to step up in, in that place. Locking in Moxley for a long time was a really good idea. I think we're going to see that as well with the Bucks and Omega, like you said. John Wick says, L.A. Knight, Priest, Nakamura, Seth, Walter, Drew, Cody, Theory, Bronson, and Gable in the tournament for the World Heavyweight Championship. I don't even, I mean, it's hard for me to even speculate considering we don't know what the, the rosters look like, but after probably Tuesday morning when we get those additional picks, it'd be a lot easier for me to say, but I like those, but I do think there needs to be some name value there as well. Like I I, it's hard for me to believe Brock and Roman will be on the same brand. So Brock should probably yeah. be involved in this as well for better Brock, or for worse. Cody, Seth and Drew is a nice four to have in your initial yeah. bout for that, for sure. Morg says, what are your thoughts on what Solo was supposed to do during the match? I get the vibe he was being sent to cost the Usos the title as I feel like Roman's getting tired of the Usos. I loved how they did that if they were going to do interference because it does leave you to say, well, what was he going to do? What was going to happen there? Kate, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, Not, not a ton more to add than that. I do feel like that's probably where the story's going. I think this is where the long-term burn is burning right now. Uh, I'm, I would like them to get more creative than people interfere in every match that they're in like that, that yeah. part of it's getting old, but I, I do think we're probably looking at some Usos versus Roman and solo tension. Um, now that we've moved on, I still think Cody probably does win the money in the bank and come back and win it. But my second guess would be Jay and you can start building out that tension now. I, yeah, I think that this was to maybe like inspire them, so to speak. Maybe maybe have a sense of confidence. I don't know. I, I feel like it was a big nothing burger type of thing that Roman was was like sending him out there to maybe prove a point. Flaming says, follow up for my last super chat. I see the ego of the elite being Hogan, Hall, and Nash back in WCW. I could see people seeing this and not joining AEW. Buddy, that I just want to say I, I've not heard of anybody saying they wouldn't join AEW because of them but I've heard of them saying they wouldn't join AEW because of other people. I think that you have your mind made up. I'll do respect on who you like in that situation. That's fine. That's your right as a wrestling fan, but I don't hear of a ton of people with issues with them at all, but uh, I've got issues with Kate. That's why I'm not here on Fridays. Uh, Kate news to uh, me. Tell the people where they can find you. 
Uh, I mean, they can find you on FightfulSelect.com on occasion, which Ricardo says the best $5 he spends a month. Thank you. Ricardo is always very supportive of us on Fightful Select and with chats too. Um, You can catch me specifically Mondays on on Fightful Select, as well as pay-per-views doing post-shows back there. Sundays on Fightful Overbooked with Joel Pearl for some reason, uh, doing Kate and Joel Call It in the Ring. Tuesdays on the main channel doing the NXT Sour Graphs post-show, where I'm apparently too negative for Sean's liking, but we have a lot of fun over there. Wednesdays at the Mark Order podcast. Thursdays doing the ROH and Impact post show, which uh, if you liked the positive side of me, I love my ROH. Fridays here, not with Sean, normally with Alex Cardoza. I am. I am absolutely an ROH mark. Uh, normally with Alex Cardoza, but we might be seeing Sean around here a little bit more. But I, Maybe. I am here on the AW Rampage and SmackDown post show pretty much every week. I am tired. Leave a thumbs up. We're out. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.